Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I never imagined that I'd be able to be standing here 20 years after Jimmy V's speech. I hear Jimmy's words in my head. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So I will never give up. To be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give and maybe some hope to others. We are going to find a cure for cancer. Because of all the donations, research, and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Jimmy, my man up there, we are not going to stop chasing our dreams be cancer. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. It is Giving Tuesday, and here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2, it is Canty and Carlin joining you, presented by Progressive Insurance, and we, as ESPN has done for so, so many years, are supporting the V Foundation. We're hoping that you can, too, by donating at v.org slash donate to continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. We can all make a difference today by supporting cancer research. It is needed now more than ever, and 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. That is the most important thing, and we all know that we've all, at some point or another, had someone, whether it's ourselves directly or friends or family who have been affected by this dreaded disease, and as we said, we continue to Uh, try to raise as much money for research as possible to hopefully finally eradicate it at some point. Because now in this country, one of three women and one of two men is going to be affected by it in their lifetime. Yeah, we're all closer to cancer than we'd like to be. And and so the work that the V Foundation does and and many other great organizations that they do to fight cancer, it's, it's truly phenomenal. And to hear some of the stories from people in and around the sports world, um, you know, it's so inspirational, Carlin. It's awesome to to hear how they've taken something that can be a tragedy and turned it into a triumph. And I know that there's a tie-in to Rutgers, a a program that you're really close to, um, that's close to your heart, one of your passions. Um, Let our listeners behind the curtain about what that is. Well, Jimmy V, of course, played at Rutgers uh, and, you know, was a big part of building a a tremendous program in the late 60s and early 70s. And his... um, Running mate, one of his best friends in the world is Bob Lloyd, another great, great player. And Bob ended up being the um, chairman of the V Foundation, still is the chairman emeritus of the V Foundation, one of the co-founders of it, a uh, lifelong friend of Jimmy's. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob's brother, Dick, who was also a coach at Rutgers, and I did games together for a long time there. And just getting to understand those, those long-ago background stories of Jim Valvano and everything that he's meant on that campus, you know, it's not the first place that people necessarily think of, but, you know, he tells that story uh, on stage that, that night of the ESPYs back in 1993, and you think about uh, him talking about, you know, uh, your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. Like, that's what he was, uh, you know, talking about in his first uh, 
motivational speech as a coach, and it was it was as funny a story as there is. But just understanding what the foundation has been able to accomplish, but still how much more is needed to continue this fight yeah. and to continue to uh, support cancer research. And the best part about this foundation is 100%. I can't say that enough. 100% of your donation, if you can, goes to cancer research. research. Again, it's v.org slash donate, v.org slash donate. Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2 today. Thrilled that you could join us in Aaron Rodgers earlier today. Went on the Pat McAfee show as he does every week. (laughs) And he was talking about his injury this past week. Canty and I spent a lot of yesterday's show discussing why there is no reason for Aaron Rodgers to play at all, be it this week or for the rest of the year, for a team that is 4-8 and and going Nowhere. Well, we're not eliminated. I got good news with the scans yesterday, so I plan on playing this week. Eight and four, four and eight, twelve and zero, zero and twelve. I'd be wanting to suit up this week because that's what you do when you're a player. You go out there, and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. Oh man, I don't know, maybe one more week. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. I'm sitting next oh, to a man. Oh, come on, man. I, I am sitting next to a man who played 11 years in the NFL at one of the most physical positions there is. Yeah. He's laying it on a bit thick. No <laughs> doubt about it. Let me tell you what Aaron Rodgers ain't going to do. If they 0-12, he ain't going out there and playing football. No! Colin, if you think back to the post-game press conference after that Sunday night debacle in Philly, Aaron Rodgers told the reporters after they asked him about Jordan Love potentially stepping in and playing, he said, well, you know, as long as we're mathematically alive, I would want to be out there. Mm-hmm. Why give that qualification? Why stipulate that? Well, I mean, you just said if you're 0-12, that's, you want to be out there playing. It's because what you that's do. what you do. Well, if you're 0-12, you're not mathematically alive to make it to the playoffs. So why would you tell the reporter when they asked you about Jordan Love playing, you would say, yeah, well, as long as we're mathematically alive, I'd want to be out there. And the, and the insinuation is, if you're not mathematically alive, you don't want to be out there, which is what we all know, and that's the reality of the NFL. That's why the L.A. Rams are shutting down Matt Stafford. They ain't got questions about Matt Stafford. So why risk further injury in a nothing season, a throwaway season for the Rams? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can see them greasing the skids now to try to shut down Aaron Donald with a high ankle sprain. So all I'm simply saying is this. Hey, Rod, we get it. You've played through some injuries. You've played at a high level under those circumstances. We understand that. We also know you didn't do that when you were 39 years old. No. And so I think you have to face the reality of where you're at in your career. But, Carlin, I do think there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to sit down. And it ain't because he's going to help the Packers make some playoff push. It's because he doesn't want the Packers to get an extended look at Jordan Love. The guy they drafted in the first round three years ago, that was supposed to replace him. I'm just simply saying, Carlin, there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers is pushing to continue to be out there. He's already got his money. He's already got the extension. They're going nowhere this season. There's nothing seemingly to prove. What is there to prove? Nothing. So, so, so Carlin, the only thing that that I can fathom as to why he would be pushing so hard and insisting that he's out there is because he doesn't want the Green Bay Packers to get an extended look at Jordan Love and potentially, potentially, like what they see.
How many future Hall of Famers does it take to screw an organization? That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. And and it's not just really sticking it to the Packers again by playing this week. And, and when I say this, it's not like I'm saying they should win without him or anything like that. The best thing for this organization, and frankly, the best thing for Aaron Rodgers is to not play so that the Packers can get a look at Jordan Love and understand what they have or don't either, have or don't have and either trade him away this offseason or choose to proceed uh without him because it's they're going to save some money but they're it's not like they're going to end up saving a fortune if he is the guy because they have to pick up the fifth year option and they're going to have to work out a contract at some point anyway it's not he's not in year 1 he, you know this is year 3 now in the books and they have a decision to make that aside if you're Aaron Rodgers you've got your money do you truly care enough about winning that you would be wanting to go somewhere else if you could, where you'd have a better opportunity? Because let's be clear, it's not going to be with the Green Bay Packers the next couple of years. You have put them in this position. If you go somewhere else, if they were to trade you this offseason and get that wor- worked out, you have a better chance to win. So is that important or not? Or is it just what Aaron Rodgers wants. And what Aaron Rodgers wants is to end his career in Green Bay on his terms and not give anyone else the shot. That part. Yeah. That's the part. Yep. And I can't believe I'm saying this about a guy that won back-to-back MVPs and is the reigning MVP. Carlin, if it was about winning at the highest levels and nothing else, why the hell is Devontae Adams in Las Vegas? That's a great question. Help me understand that. Yeah. If, if it's about Aaron Rodgers doing everything that he possibly can to get back to a Super Bowl and potentially win another title, why is number 17 catching passes from Derek Carr? Because he thought his chances were better somewhere else, and he didn't want to be guessing every year whether or not his quarterback was going to play. But that's a part of the math, though, Carlin. Yeah. And that's what you can't let seep in if you're Aaron Rodgers. If that's what Devontae wants – then you've got to make sure that he has the assurance that you're going to be around long enough for him to continue to pad his hall, of, his potential Hall of Fame stats. And the fact that there was that uncertainty there is what opened the door for him to leave. So I can't say that winning championships is Aaron Rodgers' top priority. What I can say is him dictating terms to the organizations seems to be pretty damn high on his list. And that in lies the rub in terms of what the Packers have to do with the decision with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers in the 2023 offseason. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, in addition to ESPN2, today on this Giving Tuesday, v.org slash donate to support cancer research and the V Foundation. If there was one thing that we learned from Monday Night Football, it's that one team definitively does not have their quarterback of the future. It's next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Ooh, it's NFL music and we're going to be pacey. Ooh, let's go. Let's get pacey. The reason to talk about the NFL and do it in a fast-paced way. Canty and Carlin, play with pace. Because I have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> That's about right. Let's get to it. It's a little different version on Canty and Carlin today on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance, and it involves the quarterbacks. Evan Wilner, briefly uh, explain the premise. Yeah, so we're going to go through teams. You're going to tell me if they do or don't have their quarterback for next year on the roster, and if they don't, you're going to tell me how they're going to acquire it. Draft, going to, trade, uh, or free agency. And we're going to spin a wheel. Yes. Matt Rock's right. going to spin a wheel and then hit a team name. And so you guys have no idea what teams are coming and when. Will there be math involved? No. Maybe okay, salary cap good. math, but good. we don't really have a cap here. So. Okay, yeah. I'm right, not good. a math guy, really. Well, I'm not a, not a big math show. No. no. <laughs> All right, let's go. The Indianapolis Colts. Well, hang on a second. The wheel didn't stop. When we said it was the Indianapolis Colts, if we're in a casino, they're shutting everything down right, right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> we got to review everything. Let's try that again. <laughs> Spin it again. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, there wow. We go. What there a coincidence. We go. Back on the Colts. Yeah. Uh, no, their quarterback of the future is not on the roster right now. That's very clear. And in my estimation, the Colts need to be doing everything they can to draft a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's what hiring Jeff Saturday was all about, right? It, it wasn't necessarily Tanking? about finding the next franchise quarterback. Well, no, it is exactly about finding the next franchise quarterback because mm. you don't have one, not about finding the next head coach. So I'm with you a 1,000%. Right now, the Indianapolis Colts have the 14th pick in the NFL draft. Mm. So they got some work to do in the loss column if they're going to be in a position to get one of the big three coming out this year. Spin that wheel. The New York Jets. Ooh. That's a great question. They don't have their quarterback of the future on the roster. And I think the way that they're going to acquire him, it has to be the free agent route. This is not a draft and develop team. This is a team that's ready to win now. Their defense has proven that. The skill position core shows that. It's just about finding the right trigger man, and it's not Zach Wilson. And I'm sorry to say this, Jets fans, it's not Mike Effin White either. Ooh. They're going to have to go out and get somebody. Jimmy Garoppolo would look pretty good in, in the Jets green uniform. He's going to be an unencumbered free agent going into the 2023 offseason. So that will make a lot of sense going that route. Familiar with Mike LaFleur, his offensive system. Jets go to the playoffs with Mike White as the quarterback. You don't think he's back? I think there's you, you a think, chance he's back. You think Mike White is better than Jimmy Garoppolo? I think there's a chance that Mike White is back considering what his financial obligations are. 
And if he played well enough the rest of this year where they were a playoff team and, dare I say, even win a playoff game, uh, yeah, I think there's a chance that Mike White could be back. Now, I think Midnight's going to strike here on Cinderella. But as it did last year. But they could still make the playoffs that way. Yes. No, I'm talking about White. And uh, as it did last year, but, yeah, uh, I'm a little skeptical. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he's the guy. Spin it! The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Yeah, it's Geno Smith. I think he's their guy. They've already expressed that they want to keep him for the next couple of years in Seattle. And I think the Seahawks right now believe, with what they have on the offensive side, Canty, they get a couple of pieces on defense, all of a sudden they're legit contenders out west. Yeah, I mean, you feel good about their draft class, right? They got Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross at the tackle positions on defense. They got two stud corners in Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. They got pieces out in Seattle. They Mm. do. I would say that they have their franchise quarterback, Carlin, except right now if the draft were to happen today, Seattle has the fourth overall pick thanks to the Russell Wilson trade. The opportunity cost in passing on a quarterback at the top of the draft when we're seeing a renaissance type of season from Geno Smith has me a little bit leery about their long-term answer being Geno. So I think Geno will probably be the starter going into next year. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that they take a quarterback at the top oh, of the draft. I think they could trade that pick away and do pretty well and recoup what they lost in the Jamal Adams disaster. Spin it! Spin that wheel! The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, no. 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 They don't have their no, quarterback no. of the future on no. the roster. No. And, and, and listen. No. Todd Bowles is doing a great job of convincing Tom Brady... That if he wants to play football, it's going to have to be elsewhere in 2023. Oh, absolutely. Because the game management by the head coach and the play calling down the stretch in Cleveland was absolutely atrocious. And Todd Bowles hasn't shown the ability to be able to navigate around landmines in terms of, you know, losses or injuries impacting the performance and the production of his team on the field. There's no reason why this NFC South division race should be even remotely close. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, letdown after letdown, have given life to teams like the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons that they could somehow find themselves in the playoffs. You're not a Kyle Trask guy? No. Neither am I. Uh, No, the answer is no, and I think they'll end up drafting somebody. I I do. Um, And the real thing is they should be involved on Garoppolo next year. They should be. They should be. Because they're still in a position to win in the short term. I don't know that they will be. I think they're going to be thinking bigger picture, especially when Todd Bowles has a five-year contract. Five. Spin that wheel. The Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Well, I can say their quarterback of the future is on the roster. I just don't know which one it is. Exactly. Yeah, he's on the roster. But I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. I think the final five games is going to determine that, Carlin. They're consequential games, even though the Packers are out of the playoff picture. I don't think they're going to route a free agency. They're not going to go with the NFL draft. It's going to be determined by what they see from Rodgers down the stretch, but also what they see from Jordan Love. The GM, the team president, the coach, they're not going to be involved in a decision. It'll be Aaron Rodgers' decision because he is more powerful than all three of them. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to be back in Green Bay next year. I think he gets traded somewhere else where he wants to go, where he has a chance to win. And I know that he might want to stay in Green Bay, but somebody's going to have to step up 
and make that decision for the Packers, not for Aaron Rodgers. Somebody needs to stand in his way like a barrier in the middle of the road. All right, that does it for the wheel spinning. Your thoughts on this Pacey NFL segment? I like it. Was it Pacey I enough? Like, it was Pacey enough, but I like the production of it with the wheel. Yeah. And not knowing exactly what team we were going to be talking about. <laughs> Except the halfway Giants. through. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm glad Jets. we stopped before the New York Giants. Yeah, or the Jets. I, I, I the love New York the fact Jets. That, I love the fact that Matt likes spinning the wheel and it hasn't even stopped before we're picking no, the team. No, Guys, no, listen, yeah. is the wheel perfect? No, but it gets the job done. <laughs> Matt like. You know, you and I both know that if we were in Bally's, we're getting thrown out if that happens. You know it. I'm used to it. Can't yes, Carlin, yes, ESPN not. Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on ESPN2 today on this Giving Tuesday. V.org slash donate. That's V.org slash donate. A tremendous story with one of our colleagues next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. This is V-Week at ESPN. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. Help continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. Visit V.org slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. On this Giving Tuesday, we're thrilled to welcome in Rod Gilmore. He, of course, ESPN college football analyst and uh, the young uh, the gentleman who was the uh, recipient of this year's Dick Vita- uh, the excuse me the V Foundation's John Saunders Courage Award at the 17th annual Dick Vital Gala earlier this year, and he joins us right now. Rod, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. How you doing? We appreciate your time. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? We're great, Rod. And, and for those that don't know, six years ago, Rod was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a blood cancer, and now is a member of the board of directors of the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. Rod, just first of all, tell us about what the experience was like for you and the role that so many played in your life when you were going through this six years ago. Wow. Um 
I can't believe it's been six years, you know, when you actually step back and, and think about it. But back in 2016, I, I felt fine. I just happened to be a guy who, you know, has an annual checkup. And um, my doc uh, said, you know, um, something looks a little bit odd here. We're going to you know, run a couple of tests and whatnot. And um, surprisingly, he told me, you know, I have cancer. And actually, he didn't say you have cancer. He said you have multiple myeloma. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I said, well, what do we do? What's the next step? And he said, well, I, I can't help you. And I'm sitting there thinking, you've been my doctor for a long time. What do you mean you can't help me? And he says, this is cancer. This is a blood cancer. And, you know, when you get diagnosed with cancer, at least in my case, it is, it's overwhelming. And, you know, it's sort of like, and I've mentioned this before, it's like drinking from a fire hose because so much comes at you so fast. Um, you have the diagnosis, you're wondering about you know, what it means, uh, what is multiple myeloma, how can I find out more about it, um, what's it mean for uh, you know, my, my life, my, my work, uh, my family, uh, my friends, how, all this stuff comes at you right away and you have to figure out how to marshal your way, your way through it. And it's it's a difficult thing to try to do uh, by yourself. And I recognize, you know, right away, um, there was no way I could handle all these things and um, and and function, you know. And um, it took relying on um, family and friends and you know, friends who had some experience with cancer um, helped point me to the right doctors to reach out to um, and help me get a handle on uh, information about multiple myeloma. Um, you know, and I, I, I didn't know that it was a disease that um, affects African-Americans twice as often as white Americans. I'd never heard of it. But I would I would say the, the saving grace, if there is a saving grace, is, is that, um, you know, I, I have annual physicals. And I just um, I've really encouraged people to men in particular, um, because I have way too many male friends who you know, kind of rub it off and say, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to see a doctor. I'm not hurting, you know, that sort of thing. But had I not had an annual physical, we wouldn't have caught this when we did. And multiple myeloma is a disease where right now there is no cure. Um, but the, the later you discover it, the worse, you know, you are. Um, so having the annual physical allowed me to catch it relatively soon. And, um, you know, then there you go. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you all the support that I got from family and friends and from ESPN. I mean, you know, my, my friends and colleagues at ESPN stepped in to say, well, what works for your schedule? How can we make this work for you? And it's been six years, and, and that hasn't changed one bit. Rod, you do sit on the board of directors for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, and you mentioned how black Americans are twice as likely to be diagnosed with this disease as white Americans. What are some of the things that the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation are doing to raise awareness, education, and ultimately get to early diagnosis within that community? Yeah, it's a great question and a great point. And it's the MMRF, you know, and the V Foundation as well. Um, we have a disparity uh, in healthcare. And they're trying to help break down those barriers, trying to make sure that uh, more information is getting to 
uh, doctors in areas that really don't have experts practicing in multiple myeloma. Um, you know, whether or not you get a chance to battle cancer should not depend on where you live in this country. If you Amen. happen to live Amen. near a research hospital or not, it shouldn't depend on that. And so the MMRF and the V Foundation are, are help funding getting more expertise uh, in more clinics and places around the country so that people will have more access. And the other thing is, is really trying to make it easier for folks to participate in, um, in studies and clinical trials uh, because those tend to be very skewed towards uh, white Americans and not so much from minorities. And we need more uh, diversity in these clinical trials. And so there's a push to try to make that happen. And so, you know, I, I think those are some of the key factors that, that are being done right now to get more education out there, to get more experts in communities across the country who can recognize multiple myeloma and can help us, um, you know, get, get treatment sooner rather than later. Rod Gilmore, ESPN College football analyst and multiple, multiple myeloma survivor joining us. It's Again, it's v.org slash donate on this Giving Tuesday to support cancer research. 100% of the money goes toward cancer research. We got about a minute left. I got two quick ones for you on college football. Number one, Rod, is the top four, how you see this playing out. What four do you want to see in the college football playoff? Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I got one thing I want to come back with on the V Foundation in a second. Mm. Yeah, I'll give you this. Uh, I've, I've got Michigan, Georgia, TCU, and I'm assuming USC wins out, and that's your fourth team. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd even make an argument with um, if USC loses, I think the, the battle is between USC and Ohio State for that fourth spot. And I'd probably still lean USC as a conference champ. Call me crazy. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is, and my wife was annoyed by this. My wife is a Stanford grad, Rod, 40 years ago mm-hmm. this past week. The play, Rod. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting celebrated all over the place. What do you remember about it? Uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember too much, way too much. And even if I wanted to forget about it, you know, uh, 40 years, people don't let me. It just it comes up every time in the oddest places. You know, people, when they find out that I played at Stanford, that's the first question. Were you a part of that team? You know, <laughs> were you on the field? So, um, yeah, I hear about it. Uh, if not every, you know, couple of months, I hear about it every year. Um, but listen, it, it's it's an iconic play. It was great for the rivalry, and it was great for college football. Uh, a little tough on the hundred plus players and staff members in the locker room that day, including you know my buddy uh, and former teammate John Elway, who uh, people like to take shots at because you know uh, that was his last college game. <laughs> but uh, I think that was that was a bit unfair. Um, but listen, the one thing I wanted to add about the B Foundation mm-hmm. is uh, I. I hope people realize that what the V Foundation is doing is giving people hope. People like me get hope because, you know, I've, I've got a cancer disease that, um, that doesn't have a cure. But in the last 10 years, because of funding, you know, by the V Foundation and others, um, we've had great treatments uh, created in the last 10 years or so that's, you know, that are helping to extend lives and give the promise of, some sort of cure in the not too distant future. So I, I think you know there's there's this hope that's out there, 
And I believe we have cancer on the run. And the money goes towards real, real progress. And I, I hope people understand and, and feel that because all you got to do is look at the changes in treatment that we've seen in the last few years. And it makes a real, real difference. So I hope folks continue to support it. Rod, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys, and have a great week. You too. Rod Gilmore, ESPN College Football Analyst. Again, it's v.org slash donate, v.org slash donate to support the V Foundation and Cancer Research. Up next, Kenty is 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 not going to be happy with what I'm about to tell him. Tell him. I don't even know what that is. It's next. Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Uh, Everything was looking so much better. Everything was looking great. Lakers were really, really starting to put it together. Stop it. AD was looking sharp in the 30s, few games in a row, right? High 30s, 38, 37. Russell Westbrook certainly wasn't looking good after he took that elbow to the face from Zach Collins. No, but listen. Russell Westbrook was never part of the equation, okay? <laughs> Walker's hitting threes. The Lakers are looking great. And then they're not looking great. What are well, you talking about? What happened last night? What happened they, last they, night? They I'll lost, let you they, describe They lost to Tyrese Halliburton in the Pacers. Yeah. I don't, has Tyrese Halliburton even turned the ball over once all year? <laughs> Carlin, Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> is the first player in NBA history to go a three-game span, have 40 assists, and no turnovers. Wow. No turnovers. It got to the point with this performance last night where LeBron James is at the press conference saying, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, he's, he's, he's a hell of a point guard. He's a hell of a player. He's dynamic. Like, he, he couldn't come up with enough adjectives to describe what he saw firsthand from Tyrese Halliburton last night. I'll I tell you what. He is something to behold. Yeah. He truly is. I don't know how he, why he had to do it against the Lakers, but... Yeah. Uh, well, digress. listen, I mean... 24-14-7 last night. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's it? Oh, my goodness. No. Then we had the uh, the listen, game winner. Uh, it, what do you expect when you're going up against Andrew Nempard? Yeah. <laughs> Canty. You can't beat the Kings. I mean, you win a couple in a row, you start to get some things going, and then all of a sudden you lose at the end of the game, and you got Darvin Ham taking responsibility at the end of the game for screwing the whole thing up. Dear God, it's yeah, painful to watch. It's painful to watch the Lakers, man. Listen, this this thing is not going to get much better this year. I, I don't know how they chart a path forward to competing for a championship with Braun and AD on the same team. The Russell Westbrook of it all is going to resolve itself. This is his final year under contract. He's going to be gone. But But do you trust that this can be a title contender with an aging LeBron who's dealing with yet another injury and Anthony Davis? I'm sorry, Carlin, I don't. No, and you shouldn't. And, and, and you're losing to Benedict Mathurin, who's a, who's a good young player, mm-hmm. and Tyrese Halliburton, another good young player. But these are guys that don't know how to win in the NBA, and yet they took it to the Lakers last night. But, Canty, there's one very positive thing going your way. The second that you just need to pray stays this way for another month, month and a half. Hmm. AD, being healthy and producing. Because if you can get that up until January, and then with, you know the deadline starts approaching after that in early February, maybe, maybe somebody buys in. Maybe buys somebody in, buys, buys in. Buys in to what degree, though? Buys into They're a not de- going to give you a return like you sent to the New Orleans Pelicans. For no, Davis. no, but maybe you get... 
Can he get 70 cents on the dollar? Probably not. I, if he plays well between now and then and yeah. stays healthy, could you, could I think you could get 70 here, cents the on the dollar. Could, could you get two? two <laughs> well, you'd have to throw in some players. I think the players that you would get in the deal would just be throw-ins to match salary. But could you get two first-round picks in a pick swap? Maybe. Yeah, I think you could. But then where does that put LeBron James? At that point, you're punting on trying to compete for a title with LeBron. What do you want me to tell you? I mean, where it puts LeBron is where he decided to sign the extension and move forward. And as much as, like, he was joking around last week about how, you know, teams should absolutely go for it when they have their aging superstars and have a chance and trade away picks, who cares, like the Rams did, you know, that's fine. Yeah, but they, they're not getting they, they anybody went, to help. But they went for it and they got the championship. Yeah. So what does life after that look like? Ask the LA Rams. Yeah. You're seeing it right now. You have a top five pick that doesn't belong to you. It mm-hmm. belongs to another team. And oh, by the way, there is a generational talent coming out in this year's draft in the way of Victor Webinyama. Mm-hmm. That, so, you I mean, that, that you can't That you that you can't sniff. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's that's the state of affairs with the Lakers, and LeBron James has to be comfortable with that because there, there are no more draft assets for the Lakers to mortgage. Not 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 if they plan on doing what's in the best interest of the no, franchise long term. Look, I'll say this. All you need is one. All you need is one, one team, sucker, one sucker to buy in to what's going on with AD if he stays healthy between now and February. Like, that to me is should be your number one concern. Can we keep him on the court so that we can absolutely go out and take advantage of a sucker? Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.